Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The street cleaning truck came by three times within its three-hour window, and I have to say the street is pretty clean. (laughs) I had my bra inside out for an entire day. It's been that kind of week. You know what isn't fun? Mattress shopping. (laughs) No way. The day I started a new job with a long-ass commute, gas prices went up. Timing, you a biatch. You are a biatch and have such a good day. Hello, world, and welcome to Have Such a Good Day. Yo, yo. The show that wants you to do just and that. And we're already way ahead of you. We got a little gl- uh, bottle of vino, and we're sitting on my patio uh, for probably one of the last times. Yeah. Either the last time or the second to the last time. We'll see. Um, but um, we're, we're, we're way ahead of you, so you better catch up here. <laughs> catch up, world. Um, but but thanks for joining us, and we are, this is the show that wants you to have such a good day. By unpacking the absurdity of adult life <laughs> and daily existence, you know, I mean, it can, you know, it, it can be a little, little crazy out there sometimes, and, you know, sometimes we just need a little uplifting um, podcast. It's true. So Heather, uh, she alluded to this, but she is in the middle of packing up her life uh-huh. to move to a new apartment. And Again. as anybody knows, that is just, I mean, that sucks. Yeah, it's just, you it's know, weird. It's just, it, it's just, it's just very stressful. And even if you've got your shit together, yeah. it, it like, you know, it's a lot. You know, your nails get all broken and screwed up and you're using the tape and you have to like, you know, carry boxes and your back hurts and and, you know, I did it six months ago, so it's like it's so fresh in my mind already, but yeah. I'm doing it again. And yeah. I, I'm really actually grateful that I kept all those boxes. So, Well, good for you. I will you. get through, Sarah, because I am a champion. You are a champion, and I know you will, <laughs> and it's going to be great, and the next phase of your life is going to be great as well. But I, I do, I, you know, I feel for you because yeah. I know how... Moving sucks. It does. It just sucks. It's it's just, you know, and I'm glad I've hired movers, but I still have to do all the like pre-boxing and everything. Of course, yeah. And there's, there's still a lot of heavy lifting. I mean, you have to, I have to be really organized because some of my stuff's going in storage and some of my stuff is going to where I'm living. So I have to be strategic, like put that in the back of the truck, this in the front of the truck. Like I have to really like be organized, but anyway... Enough about that. It's boring. Moving talk. Moving talk is just boring. <laughs> you know what isn't boring? What's not boring? A bonus topic oh, for no. for it's anybody who is a five dollar and exciting. up a bala um, in our Patreon. Um, what do we? What can we look forward to later in the show? We are going to talk about. I know this sounds kind of. You probably know <laughs> already enough about us, but we are going to whittle down our top five favorite things ever ever in life yes and that's and it's kind of a game is it a game i don't know if it's a game i mean okay let's call it a game whatever are we gonna go back and forth are we gonna do like can okay yeah that could be fun but i mean i i just feel like it's fun for me to be like 
There are lots of things that are love in life. Yeah, it's hard but to whittle it down. What are the top five things? Yeah. And so we're talking about like, it can be anything from, um, you know, something really broad to something really specific, yeah. right? It can pretty much be anything under the sun. Yeah. It could be the sun itself. Right. I, w- I, w- <laughs> I would not call, like, so So now that the sun is out, because, you know, we're not going to talk about I, it later, but like, but it would be the sort of thing where like, I might look at the sun at a certain time of day Mm -hmm. and it kind of hit me at a certain time Uh and feel really good or really bad well no (laughs) not really bad heather because it's the top five things that i love forever yeah 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 yeah. next time we'll do the top five things we hate (laughs) yes we will oh we definitely should do that actually (laughs) because they're not mutually (laughs) exclusive weirdly enough (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so that's our bonus topic coming up later in the show so please stay tuned Please you know, get, get comfy in your, your chair or your couch or wh- however you're listening. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you're on a jog. I maybe guess you could be in a rocking you chair. Anything. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to be sitting I've been kind of thinking about getting a rocking chair. I just sold a rocking chair. Well, I gave it away for free. Okay, well, saw that that's woman in my very yard. annoying that it was not given to <laughs> well, me. Well, it was, it was really weathered and it was kind <laughs> of like a child size. Oh, and so, I see. But you're, you're pretty you're pretty tiny. Yeah, I'm, I'm I could have given I'm it to you. Lady. Damn it. Well, I'll give you my umbrella. Well, that's all right. I'll um, give you some stuff. It's not the whole rocking chair at um at airports is like now a thing. Oh, really? Yeah, well, certain airports. Yeah, it's a Oh, thing. no, it's very soothing. I love a it's good a, rocking chair. It, it, it is designed to I don't think be my top 5, but I do love a good rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> top 10 maybe. <laughs> um so how's your week been, Sarah? Oh, man. So, um it's been good. So, uh um <clears throat> over the last week and change 10 days uh-huh. actually i was uh up north visiting my mom visiting some friends um i'm i'm from that area originally and it was really really nice and i knew that i was going to be gone long enough and i had my dog with me so it's like i was definitely going to take a road trip mm-hmm. great you know the road trip on the way up was sort of i have to say like because a couple of hours into it, there was an earthquake in LA. And do, yeah, did you feel it on the road? No. Okay. No, I didn't. But I, but I was listening to NPR, okay. you know, and so I like, I kind of got like this anxious thing. Like, yeah. is everything okay? Like, oh my God, should I just like turn around and like go home? Like, I, you How know, far like, were you? I was a, I was three hours into the okay. drive. Like I was, I was far. Yeah. I wouldn't have felt it. Nothing would have happened to me specifically, but like, you know, you just kind of get that sure. like, ah, oh, gosh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm about to be away from home for a while. Mm-hmm. And that this thing happened. And what if something worse happens? Is my cat okay? Cause my cat was back at the home anyway. So everything worked out. You know, got up to where I was going, had a had a really, really relaxing time uh, while I was there. But uh, last uh, Sunday, had to come back. And, like, I'm telling you, like, it was like I white-knuckled it when I was leaving. I was like, I never want to leave. I don't want to do this oh, nine-hour drive. Like, fuck. Oh, it was nine hours? Well, I yeah. mean, it's a seven-hour drive. If you don't have traffic, sure. but there's always traffic. Always, always these days. And, you know, with Otis and I, like, you know, Otis is in the backseat and whatever. But, like, it's not the same as having somebody who's on the that trip you can with you that to. you can talk to. Oh, yeah. And so I had all my podcasts lined up. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I was I was ready to go. Yeah. Anyway, so, so... And and part of the trip that I do to like just like break it up is like I am just pounding kombucha and whatever. So I'm like, you know, I'm I'm hydrating, but like every two hours, if not less, I have to stop and pee. Oh yeah, that's just what you have it's to such do. Such a pain, pain in the butt. Such a pain in the butt, and you're like stopping at like these like gross places, know. you know. Um. So at one point, halfway through the day, and it was like 105. I mean, it was hot mm-hmm. in the valley. Oh yeah. And so we, you know, Otis and I stop at a, uh, at a rest stop and, and, you know, I go in and they're just like, are like weirdly like four people online already, you know? So I'm like, is there like a key for the bathroom? And like, he was like, yeah, but you have to wait. So I had to like wait to like get the key after these people. Super weird. Done it on the side of the road or something. Well, I should have. Anyway, so, 
So I finally get the key. And also, like, the key to these bathrooms, like, there's usually, like, four lanyards, like, hanging <laughs> off of it. And you're like, this is, like, the most germ- germaphobe, oh, yeah. like, it's, it's horrible disgusting. thing. Yeah. So, and, so, you know, I'm just not, you know, I'm, I'm hating life, but I got to go. So I go into the bathroom, shut the door, you know, like, turn on the light and look around there's no toilet paper oh man so I go back outside and still (laughs) there's like a long line of people so I'm like and I'm holding this like lanyard like shit ball like (laughs) like like, gas station key thing I'm like excuse me excuse me I'm sorry I'm so sorry um there's no toilet paper and he was like oh just get some off of the just just take some off of the like like the toilet paper that they sell. What? He was like, just oh, like. Oh, just grab a roll. Just, just like get some. <laughs> like buy it? No. And just grab it. No, he didn't want me to buy it. Yeah. He just wanted me to like. Okay. Just like. Right. Just That's like. Cool. Just like. Mm-hmm. Just get some. So I was like, uh, well, it's an emergency. So, okay. I will go ahead and do that. Um, and uh, And it all worked out. And I gave him his lanyard back. And that was the end of that. But. <sighs> Imagine working at that gas station. Oh no! I and all the people that you must see. Oh yeah, and like people like me who are like, "Where's my toilet paper?" Where they're like, "I don't know," just like takes them off the shelf. You know, I have I, I definitely get a lot of empathy for certain places that I go where I'm like, "Dude, you know, it could be way worse." Uh, for example, I went um, I shot at a library, public library in Venice, California. Mm-hmm. your old um, hometown yeah. and um, it was literally a homeless shelter it was so bizarre I, I, I was the one like on Ocean Park the one on Venice there's one on Venice oh, okay. and uh, just down from Abbot Kinney and it was I'm not even joking there were 50 at least 50 homeless people in there it had a very strong stench of homeless BO there wasn't even a normal person there and I kept thinking about the people working there you know a lot of people who work at libraries have like a library degree you know it's like sure they it's a library science and I'm sitting there just going this is insane like these public places have turned into homeless shelters anyway that's crazy you know I feel like a road trip that's past four to five hours is you know ugh. It gets it gets a little tough, but I have had times where I'm like I I'm not gonna wait in those lines, and I'll just go on the side of the desert road. If if there's no one around, and I can just go next to my car, I almost prefer it because then you don't have to deal with the, you know, the bacteria and like these dirty bathrooms. I almost prefer it. I'd rather even just go without toilet paper and go on the side of the road. You know, I just, I just love the guy being like, hey y'all, I'm like really busy with my other customers, so like just like go get some. <laughs> we sell it just get some where I'm like alright well um, you're, you're a very trusting person in that moment Sarah needed to go so it was it was what it was well I'm glad you made it back in one piece oh well thank you Heather how was your week <laughs> well um, you know it's I started this new gig about three weeks ago now I guess um, and it was it was pretty mellow the first few weeks and then kind of got a little crazy this week because we were shooting in the field and um you know it's 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 tough being a field producer let me just tell you that it's uh you got to really brave the elements there's a lot of you know we are a really small crew we were at the beach one day I mean it's like 90 degrees I'm like not the most dark-skinned person you have no coverage you know, you're out there and you're like, you have to lug things back and forth. It's I mean, just like, ah. were you wearing sunscreen? Uh, of course. But like, it's just when, you know, when you're like, you're in the middle of like, there's no shade structure. It doesn't even matter if I have sunscreen or a hat on. It's like, you're just getting, yeah. you're getting beaten down. I was actually wearing jeans, which it's a long story. I won't get into it. I wouldn't have worn jeans if I knew we were going to the beach. Um, but anyway, I, I wanted to mention, so you know how you always hear about Midwestern men. People are always saying that oh, they're such good eggs, they're they're made from such good stock, that kind of thing. Well, I've been spending a lot of time with a Midwestern man, and it's so true. It's 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 interesting. I, I think that the, you know, sort of fun to analyze why they're like this, because I, ha- I have met many in my life, and they are all the same. There's these fundamental characteristics. They're, they're friendliness. Um, they're always tall. 
I feel like they're like super eager to, <laughs> Heather, to help out. You're being crazy right now. <laughs> this is not true. They're not always tall. They, they're not always friendly. In my experience, they yeah, have been. Okay. You know, All but right. it, and I feel like people people talk about like I feel like it's sort of this like it, it's a generalization. Yeah, it's a gen- generalization. They like love their moms. They're very like. You know, they don't tell a lie. Like they're just like they're good. They're good-natured people. Is all I'm saying. They're they're often very frugal. But I wanted to hear from you guys. I know some of you, our listeners, are from the Midwest, um, and I want to I want to know if you guys have any thoughts on this. If you feel like you're very different than people from like the West Coast versus the East Coast, you know, because I, I have I have known a lot of people from both, and I I do find there's these sort of you know, fundamental characteristics that they have. So please email us at hi, I have such a good day.com. And that's, that's all I'll say about that. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, Heather. Goodness gracious. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I was married to a man from the Midwest. You were. Um, and I don't know that I would say that he has a lot of the characteristics that you just <laughs> laid out. Not that yeah, they don't exist, but I, you know, I think. What part um, of where was he from? What state? Chicago. Oh yeah, was, that's right. He was from Il- well, yeah. he was from Illinois, but yeah. he was from the suburbs yeah. of Chicago. Yeah, um, and uh, lots of people would say, well, you know, Chicago land is not really, you know, the Midwest, but mm-hmm. but it is. It definitely is. I I it is a I generalization. Just, I yeah, hundred percent. I hate to generalize anybody. Yeah, you know, like. Do you love your mother? Well, you might be from anywhere in the whole world. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah. So what makes a house a home, Sarah? Oh, man. So it, so in in this vein, it's, this is actually a good little segue. So talking to a friend of mine, a guy friend of mine, mm-hmm. who he's from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And he lives in L.A. now. And I live in L.A., as we all do. And... And, you know, but he, you know, it kind of comes up a lot. You know, he's, he has, he has kids. Mm -hmm. One of his kids lives back in Atlanta with um, his child's mother. And so, you know, there's a lot of back and forth. And, and he talks about the South Mm -hmm. being, you know, a part of like his upbringing and what actually still is part of his disposition. Yeah. And, you're never going to get rid of it, even though he's living in L.A., you know, mm-hmm. living life, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, the guy's doing good, got a lot of money, you know, the whole thing. But he's like, I'm not an L.A. guy. Yeah. I'm a Southern guy. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's yeah. a little bit of the same thing. It's totally. Yeah, and like, what, what entails a Southern guy? Like, what are what are the... Well, <laughs> and exactly. Because yeah. I'm like, I don't know, I'm from California. Like, I kind of get what that means. Yeah. You know, but it's like, there's something about, like... There is like the Midwestern or the Southern mm-hmm. kind of just consistency of yep. a person mm-hmm. that I know I don't have. Yeah. But, but I, and I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really cool. And it's hard for me to put it into words. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, the same way that it would be hard for somebody from the Midwest sure. to put it into words. Yeah, totally. Anyway, so he and I were talking. And, and he, he <laughs> actually, um, for being from Atlanta, it's kind of weird. Like he's he now lives in LA and is vegan, and doesn't drink, mm-hmm. and has sort of this this whole thing going on. And but we were we were having a conversation about what you know, like what makes a home. Mm-hmm. And and he said to me, and this is why this sort of spurred this this conversation. He was like, Sarah, you're the best, but you don't seem like like a like a maternal person who would Mm. like hold down a home Mm. and I was like excuse (laughs) you what what does that mean you know like what like I was like immediately like sure should I be offended yeah Yeah, like you know what what and he was like no 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 I'm just saying like I just don't see you like being back in Atlanta you know with like three kids running around making lunch and yeah. you know, well, sure. like, like, like holding down the barbecue, and I was like, "Well, that's true." Like, <laughs> no one has ever asked me to do that before. <laughs> I do. I don't have that. Yeah. And it was kind of a funny thing it where is. I'm like, "It's not that I'm not capable of that, 
but I don't I honestly don't know what that would feel like yeah well your life didn't go in that direction and no. it's, it's apples and oranges and it's like it's that's okay I mean I I, I agree like I, I sometimes think of that too I'm like I think that I would have been a good you know mother and would have kept a good home and and whatever I mean we're I guess we're animal mothers um it's a bit different um but uh but yeah. you know I mean it's it's funny it's like yeah there's just it's um you would have been and you would have stepped up to the plate if that's what had happened but it yeah. didn't so yeah it was it was you know the sort of making a house a home I kind of thought about this mm-hmm. because I you know, my initial reaction to him was like, I'm offended. <laughs> you don't think I'd be good at this. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but I don't even know if I would be. Yeah. Because that's not my life. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Yeah. And what does make a house a home? Yeah. And you there's know, like, like a lot what? of other, re- not just kids. Kids. Right. I, you don't have to have kids to make a house a home. No. At all. No, no, no. I think, I think, you know, you know, it's it, kind of funny stuff. It's yeah. like, I mean, I have a dog and a cat. They are, you know, they run my life. I, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of things that I think that they, they bring to the quality of my life where mm-hmm. I'm never really alone. Yeah. But no, I don't have kids, but I'm also, you know, I, I like to make my food, mm-hmm. you know, I like to have, you know, Heather or someone else over mm-hmm. and, you know, like, yeah, um, you know, show them a good time type yeah. thing. It's like. That the 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 house being a home, I think, has changed so much over the years. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think that for me, when if anyone were to ask me what I thought, uh, what made a house a home? I mean, you know, it's decorated to your liking. It, it's cozy. It's it, yeah. whatever you're looking for in a home. Do you look for coziness? Do you look for light, light, sunlight? Do you look for um, right. you know what? What do you look for in a home? I think that's really the question. And for me. Yeah, like if I surround myself with pretty things that I like that make me happy, that bring me joy um, and make me feel comfortable and at ease and happy. And that's what I mean, I find that all my homes have felt like homes because I've surrounded myself with things that I love and um, I have felt safe and comfortable in my homes. I mean, sure. Yeah, I would love to step it up and actually own a home and be able to fix it up to my liking. Um, you know, I have this fantasy about getting like somewhat of a fixer upper and like changing, you know, getting cool like doorknobs and like, you know, changing everything myself, like putting dimmers in and and, you know, painting and and doing everything myself and like really like figuring out what, you know, what color scheme and, and actually doing the interior design that to me makes a house a home is when you make it yours yeah and that's what matters whether it's a a home for someone else like it's something that makes you feel like you're at home I think that's really the answer in a somewhat general well that's very well put Heather well thank you very much I I I occasionally surprise you (laughs) (laughs) yeah no and and and, yeah I don't know it's something that I think about a lot me too and I I think a lot about you know I keep moving and I keep having these rentals and I I have fantasies I have very visual fantasies about having my own place that I can actually fix up and do things to like here you know there's things that I would like I kind of wanted to like repaint like the 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 wood because it's you know it got really weathered from the, the storms this winter yeah but I can't it's not my place and I want a place that I can make awesome yeah that I really have fantasies about that so one of these days it will happen um and perhaps we'll be living down the street together again oh <laughs> here's hoping I know that would be really cool actually here's hoping but but let's move into the ocean. Oh, yes. I actually, so I thought you would like this story. Right. Um, so I was just thinking about like, so my friend Asia actually is the one that sent this to me. Asia, shout out to you. She listens regularly. She's a big fan. Shout out, Asia. And she Good lives in Cannes, France. You yeah. Know, she, she's over there oh, how, now. how hard for you. I know. She, yeah. She's, uh, she's, you know, she's adapted now. She's been there for over a year. Um, I think it was tough at first, you know, she missed LA, but like now I think she's like, she's kind of really enjoying it. Um, but, uh, but she, this is, this is such a funny thing. I was like, am I reading this right? So I just feel like these days, anything goes like anything, any wacky idea you have, look it up because it's probably been done. You know what I mean? It's like wacky, like 
I don't know, um, you know, the Keanu Khan, for example, you're like, right. someone thinks of something and it's out there. It's been done before. Furry fetishes, I don't know, like the wackiest thing you can ever think of, it has been done or thought about. Um, there's, there's not a lot of originality anymore, but I thought this was pretty cool. There is a literally a, a uh, competition in France with uh, 10 competi- competing mermen. And this is literally men who are swimmers and they wear fins. They wear a full where your legs are in one sleeve of like a, a, a you know, oh, kind of like a, okay. a swimsuit of, right. of some kind that that puts your legs together so you don't you you can't split your legs so you're like swimming like a fish. You're, you're a mermaid. You but are you're a mermaid, a man. but you're a man. And okay. so these, you're but these guys, I mean, reading their profiles is so fascinating. So they're they're all French. I don't know if this exists anywhere else, um, but I was kind of fascinated by it. So basically, the contest consists of four parts. It's an aquatic like photo shoot. There's a swimming portion where you have to kind of swim below water for like about 25 meters. There's two fashion shows. One is in swimsuits. One is in costume. And reading one, I wanted to read one of the profiles from this guy who came in third place. His name is Aurelian. And he discovered mermaiding on YouTube, of all places, and he felt empowered ever since. Because he, he always f- kind of had a hard time with his body. Um, and he said that mermaiding uh, is a, actually a verb, I guess, allows me to become someone else, to get past how people look at me and accept me my, myself as I am. When I'm underwater, nobody bothers me anymore and I can finally be myself. Aww. I know, I thought you would like this. Maybe so you need cute. to be you maybe you need to be a mermaid. It allows him to live temporarily in a reality parallel to the human world and forget all of its brutality. And I thought Sarah's going to maybe take up swimming. Um <laughs> I am a very bad swimmer. I'm um, not a great swimmer either actually. I mean I I can swim and I can do all the strokes but I would say out of all the like you know, biking, running, like all of those I'm much more that then I, I don't like swimming that much I don't feel super comfortable I, like I won't drown but I just don't yeah. love swimming I'm with you on that I can I mean I will stay afloat mm-hmm. I'm not gonna drown <laughs> but I I don't you know like my breaststroke is yeah. bad yeah I don't know how to do like the you know where you like it's hard you know you're like still breathing off the like, side yeah, you're like, and, and you, have you to, know like, take a breath yeah, like the whole thing <laughs> you know it's funny so when, when i was um up in sonoma county uh my friends have a variety of children because that's what people do and like a couple like the five-year-olds mm-hmm. just straight up like jump into the deep end and just like you know, doing it what wha- you know like d- doggy paddle back to the we're, we're like i was like oh my gosh <laughs> is your child about to drown and they're like no he can swim no and me, i'm like people get their kids in when the water I was pretty five, young i could not swim you know i think nowadays i've noticed that too with my friends like they they get swimming lessons when they're like babies like yeah. they, they, they start yeah, them yeah. early for yeah. sure because i think maybe it's a safety thing i don't know um but uh well, sure. But yeah, mermen. Uh, I, I would love to meet one of these guys in person and talk a little bit more about the joys of mermaiding. Um, anyway, <laughs> I love it. It's so random. Mermen, show yourselves. <laughs> uh, we'd love to meet you. Hi at HaveSuchAGoodDay.com. Um, speaking of loving people, our patrons. Oh, yes. We love you so much. Our patrons. Patreon.com slash HaveSuchAGoodDay is a way to... Find out more about what we're doing on the show, what we what we've you know our, what we've our done, our, what we're doing, and what we will do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> our goals and our past, as and our, well. our our we really only have one goal right now, and that is to do two shows a week. Yes, um, we haven't gotten there yet. You know, it's it's been a year, but you know these kinds of things take a little bit of time, um, and we're hoping to foster more of you. Um, so please check out our tiers and you can join for as little as $1 a month. I wanted to shout out some new subscribers. 
Noodles just described, uh, subscribed as a $1 patron. <laughs> Love that name. What up, Noodles? Buchanan edited their pledge from 5 to 10, so they actually popped into Discord uh, last week or Buchanan, maybe it was earlier this good week. good to have you. Alex Erickson also went from 5 to $10, and he was in um, Discord also. Woo-woo. So it's really, we're, grow- we're growing <laughs> slowly but surely. <laughs> we are. And, you know, when we talk about Discord... The idea is that Heather and I want to be in Discord as much as possible, mm-hmm. but we also want to foster a community where people are talking to yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and we have. So the more of you, the better. Yep. It makes us really happy and just really fun to you know it's like it's our it's our own little garden party you know what's cool actually so sometimes i'm like in a meeting or i'm busy and i i can't respond or maybe i don't have anything to say about a conversation going on but like this week there was a lot going on in there and there was you know but i didn't i didn't i popped in here and there but it's kind of cool to see people chatting throughout the day where like maybe you're not part of the conversation but you see them hanging out and yeah. them chatting and I yes. love that it's so cool it's like we brought some people together you know it's a small little crew but that is, um, that we, is, we hope to grow it yeah that is the um, the thing that I love uh, the most as well cool um, just just hey you know have such a good day we have a community I mean people are talking to each other who doesn't want to have such a good day That's. Yeah. I would like to hear from you if you don't email us at hi have such a good day dot com we need to talk <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yes and please still visit our patreon please um so let's talk about the idea of social networking and this is actually an interesting uh thing that uh came across my desk over Mm -hmm. the last week and that is instagram de-emphasizing likes Mm, and what i mean by that yeah what i mean by that is so let's say that you've, you know, you're, you're putting a lot of effort into your own uh, account and, yeah. and you really care about like, do I get a hundred likes on something? If I get 40 likes, like, you know, mm-hmm. eh, you know, you're, you're, you're sort of figuring out what works for you. Mm-hmm. Well, what Instagram is testing and it started this test in Canada and has now, um, uh, 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 expanded the test to a variety of other countries, Australia, Japan, Hmm. New Zealand, uh, France, to name a few, is you, so, so I would still know all of that information about the people that liked my stuff, Mm -hmm. whether it was a photo or a video, but I no longer see your likes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so what re- does it say? It just doesn't, it says zero it just, or it just, it just doesn't, doesn't say anything. It just doesn't say it. Interesting. And the whole idea is that um, the company, and, you know, this might be posturing a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's early days. But, it, but the company is sort of saying, hey, we understand that. If Sarah cares too much about Heather's likes, mm-hmm. it may some you know it, it could be competitive or there's a com- there's a or competition feelings or, are hurt or something like that. Yeah, like for whatever reason, hmm. it's going to skew the way that she should naturally be on this network. Interesting. Yeah, and so and I kind of was like, you know, my initial reaction was like, what? That's crazy. Yeah, me but too. then I was like. I kind of get it. Yeah, it's actually you, changed things a because lot. Because you don't, you don't, if, if, if I post a picture of my dog Otis mm-hmm. and it's a really cute picture and it gets a lot of likes, like, I'm still going to see all that stuff. Sure. Like, I still get that dopamine rush, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or serotonin or whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> but you don't see it. Yeah. And, 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 and you continue to not care so much about like what everybody else is getting mm-hmm. because you're worried about your own, I love your this own stuff. Because I've been wondering for a while now, you know, social media has, you know, it's, it, it hurts people. I feel like it's been more yeah. and more like people complain about it more and more than they did before. Yeah. And like, this is maybe potentially, this is what they're thinking about. They're like, well, what would be a solution to get people to not right. drop off these sites? Yeah. And to stop caring so about like, yeah, like did Heather get like a mm-hmm. hundred likes on her photo? Like mm-hmm. I would let, that would just be stripped out of my, all of, you know, my you wouldn't get jealous thing. or envious no, or like these, it these would just hard be like, feelings. It would be like my own stuff. Yeah. Like, I care about my own stuff. Sure. 
But I'm no longer in competition with you because yeah. I don't have that data yeah. anymore. Very interesting. So this is something that they're seriously considering implementing? Oh, it, it's already, yeah, I mean. So it's, in it's, Canada it's right already, now, in Australia. Uh, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, France, Japan. How is that going for people? I wonder, I would love to read some like case studies, you know, how people feel about it. Well, um, so the study uh, started in Canada a couple of months ago mm-hmm. and with mixed results. But uh, the company certainly um, said, yeah, well, you know, we want to roll this out to more mm-hmm. people. Like, I think that and, and let's remember that Instagram is owned by Facebook mm-hmm. and Facebook has a bit of uh, an issue yep. with, you know, like, lots of things <laughs> with lots of things but but the public kind of you know there 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 is an issue with the company <clears throat> being a, a company that is for the good of the people yeah and 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 maybe many people say that it is not instagram is an offshoot of it but it's all one company mm-hmm. and has been for quite some time mm-hmm. so I don't know. These sorts of tests are very interesting to me. Super interesting. I'm actually sort of wondering too, because with the job that I'm doing right now, we uh, there's an aspect of like looking for people who have a decent following. Um, you know, there's the whole influencer thing. It's like people are looking for that. There's talent agents that are looking for like the numbers. Go on yeah. Twitter. How many followers followers do they have? I mean, it was well, and I think that this will this will influence that as well. Oh, hundred percent. They'd have to. I think it's actually kind of cool because then, if 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 a talent agent's really interested in somebody and they see they can't see how many followers, they're gonna have to ask. It's like you know, it's private information. Yeah. Um, they have to you know follow through, talk to their agents or whatever. And I, I, I don't know. I like it. I would like to see the landscape change. And I think this is such a fundamental change that. It, I think it could change things for the better. <clears throat> you know, I don't, I don't have issues with seeing likes on, on you know, I, I don't feel the jealousy or, or whatever. It's more for me when I'm, when I'm, when I'm slogging at work and people are on vacation, that that's always kind of a tough thing. And that's like very <laughs> common Instagram gripe, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean the, the number of likes I'm never, you know, I don't get like, you know, envious of, but I do think that that could settle people down a little bit. It could just be, yeah, like that's private information and it, it evens the playing field. You know, it makes people feel like they're on par with everybody else. And instead of like, oh, like, exactly. yeah, and I want 100 that's likes. A and I think that could be a really good thing. Um, I'm, I'm going to follow this story because this fascinates me too. Yeah. And again, it doesn't <clears throat> diminish what, you know, if, if you, you know, if you have a photo or a video or something on Instagram that, uh-huh. you know, get some traction, mm-hmm. like you should still feel great about that. Sure. That's, that's awesome. But you no longer know. Mm-hmm. And again, this is, you know, in the future because mm-hmm. this, these, this test is only rolled out to a, a several markets in the entire world, but it doesn't compete with anybody else mm. it's only you you're competing with yourself yeah which is where they go oh yeah totally it's funny even in sports like I did so many team sports I was always competing with myself I never cared about winning frankly like I know it sounds crazy but I, I remember not ever knowing the score of my soccer games but I was like if I had a good game I was happy yeah you know, if I played a good game and it was a good synergy with the team yeah um but yeah I, I think that a lot of people I mean I know that for me it's it's more of a competition with myself than other people um but anyway I I know that maybe I talk too much about horror movies but I I really <laughs> I wanted to talk about this because I think it's fascinating I I actually so I just um saw that movie Midsommar which is um, uh, Ari Aster, he's a film, he's an independent filmmaker. He did Hereditary, which probably a lot of you have seen. I've talked to a lot of people in Discord about this. We've got some horror fans out there, and I'm pretty happy about that because I, I like talking about horror, and I can't talk about horror with Sarah really. Um, so, um, but it's so interesting. Like, um, there's there's been this sort of like obviously horror movies have always been pretty popular for one reason or another. Um, but like it's always sort of been rooted in like scaring kids like jump scares scary clowns evil dolls 
you know, teens driving to a camp in the middle of the night and like scary force, you know, like there's obviously this is kind of a generalization. There's all kinds of horror movies out there, but I'm, I'm saying like back in the day when I was a kid, a lot of the movies were about that. Well, right now there is a, um, sort of a golden age of like grown up horror going on right now. And this is according to the New York times. Um, but it really is true. And a lot of these adult focused movies are by independent filmmakers, like people with these visions or these stories. And a lot of the stories are true from their own lives. They're not, they're not studio movies. These are, these are like independent filmmakers. Um, they're in, they're more about family and adult based fears. And I thought this was perfect, perfect for our show because we talk a lot about being an adult and, you know, things we're afraid of and, you know, sort of like dealing with adulting. Um, but you know, horror is very uh celebrated right now it's definitely like you know and it always kind of has you know just to some extent whatever is happening with politics usually there's you know like art imitates life life imitates art that whole thing but a lot of the movies that have been really popular um in the last like year or two have been about grief have been about family death um, you know, for example, like Hereditary, I mentioned Ari Aster, you know, the son sees his tra- tragedy and instead of like calling the police, he like goes to sleep and he's like silent about it, just like not dealing with the grief. You know, Quiet Place is another example of, of death in the family. Midsommar had a huge family death and I'm sorry if I'm spoiling. Um, Get Out, The it was all about the memory of the mother's death because he was going to go to the that was what was his weakness. The Babadook haunted by a husband's death, the witch, these, you know, it it just goes on and on and on. Um, But it's interesting to me because it's, you know, about adult anxieties instead of kid stuff, instead of jump scares. It's like they're stripping out the the audio and it's much more about like racism, uh, economic worries, um, you know, like family dysfunction, like grief, unhinged parents, um, repressed emotions. I just think it's fascinating. I just love, I obviously love horror movies, but I also love like pop culture movements. You know, why are people, it's kind of like the Instagram thing. Like when things, when culture changes things, like it, it, it is evolving things, you know, people, this is what people want to watch. It's much more geared for adults. Um, and then it made me think about, uh, all the terrifying parental figures in uh, horror movies uh, from when I was a kid. And I'm, I'm sure that you guys, uh, things, I'm sure that some some of these are going to come to the top of your head. And I would love to hear from you. Hyatt, have such a good day.com. You know who you are. There's some of you who I talk <laughs> a lot about horror movies on Patreon. Um, so I want to hear from you. But Jason's mom, Pamela Voorhees, was one of the scariest that I could even remember. Um, Carrie's mom, obviously, I mean, she was uh, a batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Norma Bates from Psycho, um, Jack Torrance, obviously, from The Shining, and The Stepfather. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. It was kind of a B horror. Uh, really scared me, though. I, I, I was genuinely scared. And The Witch. Those are kind of my top top ones that kind of came off the top of my head. And I want to hear uh, what who you think are the scariest apparent uh, figures in horror movies. Please email me at hi at have such a good day dot com. Oh, Thank Heather. you for listening. Uh, I know I'm obsessed. No, it's good. <laughs> it's really good. It really fills me with joy. I did not remember that Mrs. Voorhees name was Pamela. I know. I know. I I, I know weird things, but I'm telling you, but, she but, you was know, so, yeah. she, here's the thing. Oh. I never really watched, uh, Jason doesn't scare me. Jason, the mask, he doesn't scare me. The mom scares me. And that's yeah. why the first, the original Friday the 13th was, I think the scariest because it was the mom was that actress was really good. Yeah. Like really, I really believable. I screamed. I ran out of the room screaming. I, I was too young to see it. I shouldn't have seen it. I don't think, my parents were around speaking of but uh yeah oh man i i remember um at the end when she was like what happened to the little boy mm-hmm. then he's still there because <laughs> so he scary. lived in the lake yep the boy who Camp lived in the crystal lake, lake. <laughs> oh so Ew, scary yeah it was awful like, just like ugh, like the back of the hair is on your oh neck. yeah totally into this day that she does that to me because they do the close-ups and she's like Jason, 
you know, she, she's like talking to him. She's so crazy. Yeah. And they have these close-ups on her face and so scary. I don't know why. I, I, I really think I, I, it's so interesting to me. I can't totally wrap my head around I also, why I love it so much. I also, um, and this was, this was not, uh, uh, this was not the first movie. It was probably like the second or third. Uh-huh. But somebody was was murdered uh-huh. while eating a banana <laughs> and and it was it was sort of like it was kind of you know because it's like it the 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 kind of like the murder got campy yeah right? yeah you yeah. know like the whole thing was campy like haha you know you're at camp and everything but mm-hmm. it was campy in the sense that you know how people died sure and there was there was a girl who was eating a banana and <laughs> you know and like she died while eating the banana uh-huh. and it didn't end well for her but it was like i mean that was like <laughs> that was part of that whole uh, i don't know i mean there were so, so many of those movies oh yeah no i've been rewatching a lot of these old kind of like classic like there's some of these cronenberg movies that are fast like really really good films like seriously like like i'm 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 trying to go through the Criterion collection and but yeah, I remember when she goes she she's, you know, sort of talking um in his voice. She's like, Kill her mommy, kill her like she she's like basically talking for him, you know, and just oh man, uh that that, that is probably one of the scariest. Well and he are. like lived in the like yeah, he, in the li- like he did. Like like how do you breathe? He had his hockey mask. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of questions. But grown up horror, I, I'm <laughs> I'm into it. Physics related. I'm like, there are just a lot of questions I have about how Jason was like still well, able to live. There's always those questions with horror movies. It's like, really? Come on. It's so because there's they're often far fetched. But yeah. there are some that I am convinced that were never filmed. Because like for me, when I get peace from like, oh, that didn't happen. Like you can picture a director in the director's chair and you. Cr- you know, like a like a um, a jib and like all this different gear, and you're like, oh, I'm cool. Like it's it's a movie. Yeah, they're rolling film, but there are some movies from like the 70s that don't feel like they were ever shot. They were just like a, you found footage, you know, because it's like so realistic, and they're like non actors and so um, yeah. These it's a lot of the B horrors because they're kind of have a raw they have a rawness to them anyway i could talk about this till the cows come home but i won't i wanted to mention a couple sweet little notes that we got from some of our patrons um long welsh is one of our discord um vips what up, and long he, welsh? he's cool he's uh, i think i've mentioned him before he he lives in wales but he said he's really enjoying the 17 inch macbook pro that sarah lane was is rocking on the show shame that they never made at least one retina model before discontinuing it so maybe Cheers. you can explain to everybody why you're using this computer i'm using it because i have to um, it is not a retina model, and <laughs> Long Welsh, you are you are one hundred percent right about that. <laughs> um, but you know, sometimes you gotta cobble together your tech in order to make the show go on. <laughs> that's a that's a good answer. So you want to? Re- Jude Sturman he commented on a post. Um, he said, "Can we can we vote to learn uh, why Heather doesn't have a microwave?" Or did I hear that incorrectly? LOL. It's funny. I don't remember saying that, but I probably did. You probably did. I haven't. And had you a don't have a microwave. No, I haven't had one for. I can't remember the last time. Honestly, I have you even, ever had one? I mean, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. But I'm telling you, like, my San Francisco place, my Fulton Street. I don't. I didn't have a microwave in there either. I, I can't remember the last time I had one. And here's the thing. There's occasionally when I want to heat up some leftovers, it's a little annoying because I have to like cook it on the stove. But I don't like the way microwaves make the food kind of it's like it's like a physics thing. It's like it kind of it kind of changes the texture of the food. So I've never really been a fan of microwaves and you can get around not using them like you can easily put yeah. soup in a saucepan yeah. like mo- most can. of the time I'm fine but if I have to heat up like a burrito that's kind of a bummer because I have to put it in the oven there are times when it, it is a bummer not having one but um but but I get it we're, I mean we're, we're a lot of us are used here. to that Heather's <laughs> like you can live without a microwave you can do it I however I'm like I cannot. I know. I remember when you bought yours, you bought it pretty quickly when you moved in. And I get it. What do you nuke? I have to have a microwave. What do you nuke? 
Well, a popcorn, which I, I eat That's somewhat one, regularly. Yeah. Um, uh, also, like, okay, so the other night I got some ramen. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like in a ramen mood. So mm-hmm. I, got, I got it, you know, um, delivered with Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. But I didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. And in the morning, like... It kind of congeals. Yeah. Like you got to microwave it. Yeah. So that like it becomes hot sure. and like a soup thing mm-hmm. again. I could do that on the stove. You could. I could. Yeah. But the microwave. It's much took, quicker. Took 10 seconds. Totally. Yeah. No, I get it. And I, I understand why you guys have microwaves. It's okay. I, I forgive you. Bang. And finally, hello, ladies. Have you seen this Instagram about hiking cat and dog? And Sarah, I would be shocked if you didn't follow these Guys, Henry and Baloo, Henry the Colorado dog, and he says he's a closet. Have such a good day, listener. Dennis is his name. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit. He's a closet. So does that mean he doesn't want to tell anybody that he listens? That he's embarrassed? He's a dog. No, 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 no. The, 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 the person who wrote this said that he's a closet. Have such a good day, listener. I think he was saying that his dog was. Okay. All right. Well, maybe you can let us know. Hi at have such a good day dot com. But anyway. Or, or as a human, if you're like, hey. He's closeted. I don't want, I don't want anyone to know. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe he's like, like maybe okay, a little like embarrassed fine. or whatever. Yeah. But Henry the Colorado dog, if you guys do not follow, it is the cutest thing in the world. I am pretty sure he's the cutest thing in the world. It's basically this adorable dog. And uh, this adorable Siamese cat, or it looks like kind of like a, a Siamese Burmese cat. And they're always together. They're buddies. And they, like, sit on each other and, like, do these things. you got to check it out. It's so funny. Um, Henry the Colorado Dog uh, on Instagram. So thank you so much for writing in to, and reminding me because I do love that, that Instagram. And I had kind of forgotten about it. Yes. So. Thank you to everybody who has emailed us. Hi at have such a good day dot com. We love it. Keep them coming. It really it, makes us have such a good week. It I re- love it. It really does. <laughs> um, so, Heather, I think we're going to kind of wrap this up. Yeah, it's getting dark out here. <laughs> yeah, it's getting dark and scary. <laughs> Jason Voorhees oh, will we'll be shit. out in force soon enough. <laughs> but we got the oat to uh, to protect us. Well, so. Oda, I, I'd, I'd, I'd love to say that Otis would protect you, but... Yeah, maybe Honestly, he he'd probably run no, away. <laughs> no, he's 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 the scariest cat of all the cats. <laughs> Five dollar ballas, please stick around. We've got bonus topic coming up in a sec. We do, and it's Heather and I's five favorite things. Yeah, it's gonna be super fun. So stay tuned, wherever you are and whenever you are. We hope you have such a good day. We and really I'm Heather, do. and I am Sarah. See you next week. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.